0: Hey coach, welcome to the Basketpedia podcast. I'm your host Mark Hart. I appreciate you joining me on this episode of the podcast where I have coach John Wheeler of Hoops in Detail. Coach Wheeler has been running the Princeton offense for a very long time and does lots of training on it and we're going to discuss the dribble-drive motion offense versus the Princeton offense. So, stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome to the Basketpedia Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hart. Today I have John Wheeler with Hoops in Detail. Uh, Coach has done a lot of Princeton talks through his Facebook group. That's how I met Coach. I'm more known as the dribble drive guy, but I dabble with a little bit of Princeton. So today we're going to kind of uh, have a little go back and forth with each other about the Princeton and the dribble drive. I know Coach Wheeler has used the dribble drive in the past, but how are things going today in Ohio, Coach?
1: Well, it's not bad. I a little bit of rain today, but that's it's uh, a little bit wetter season than what we what usually have. But everything in Ohio is going good. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've, I've I've been running Princeton since about 2001 or so, and um, and then the last couple of years um, of my head coaching stint, uh, we had some really good guards, and they wanted to play a little bit more up tempo. So we were trying to find that balance. What are we going to do? So we added some dribble drive into our Princeton. Um, we ran dribble drive out of our transition, got into our Princeton, just just seamlessly just flowed right into it, and um, it gave our gave our team a good balance of some structure when we needed it um, some of the, the tactics that we like and the strategy we like with Princeton, but also to kind of let our guards get up and play in some space a little bit. So, so I, I definitely like both. I I'll, I'll lean, I'll lean towards Princeton, but, but I, I definitely like uh, a little bit of dribble drive as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were talking off air and my, my honest opinion on it is dribble drive is an offense, but all it is really is, penetration rules is to oh, sure. teach you teacher players if the ball goes here or it's dribbled here where the other players on the court should be so it's an organized penetration system and based upon that my honest opinion is no matter if you're teaching a flex offense or one four high offense or anything you should almost teach DDM concepts because People can take actions and plays away, but once you put it on the floor, for all intents and purposes, no matter what people are running nowadays, they're in dribble drive. I, I don't care what people are selling you. They're, they're teeing up. If they've got a dunker spot, he's going to the front of the rim. You're doing a drift, and you're filling behind. So that's that's my take on the dribble drive aspect of it, as I think it's a great foundational offense to teach spacing, how to create a gap so that your players can get to the basket, but then for your players to understand bailouts. So where oh, where, where those passes are gonna be.
1: Oh, definitely. And one of the one of the most difficult things for a defense to do is that defender who's one pass away, how do they guard the ball and retreat to their man? That little cat and mouse game is actually really difficult. So when you start driving that gap and start driving that split and They heads towards you, and then your your the the kid that you're guarding slides from the corner to the wing, or they move. By the time you turn around, and the ball's being passed, you know it's it's a really difficult um, negotiation for a defender uh, to guard to guard the drive and kick. Um, And and what I like about the drift actions in Princeton is it gives you a a wide space to get that drive and kick. And And the dribble drive does the same thing when you're looping it and and driving it and pitching it. And dribble dribble drive does. I like the pitch action on the dribble drive when you're driving middle. And then they almost, it's almost like a European pitch where they just come so far behind you. You almost drive into the defender and then they just go behind you, turn around and pitch to them. And, and it creates a lot of space. And it makes it really difficult um, uh, for the, def, for the defense. And it puts them in, puts them in some tough positions. So um, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And that's, that's why I think these two work pretty well together. Um, and i tell you something else I like is I like, um, the way that we install the Princeton offense is different than the way most coaches install their offense. So it's different than the way I played different than the way I started out coaching. We always, we always did the whole part, whole strategy, show the whole thing, break us, break it down into drills, three on on Now let's come back and do a five on and we should have it. Um, I actually installed the dribble drive the same way we do with our Princeton in progression. Hey, this is what's going to happen first. If that's taken away, this is what's going to happen. Second, if that's taken away, this is what's going to happen. Third. And, um, I actually was able to, the way that we put in our dribble drive, we were able to do it the same way that we did with our Princeton. And it just made sense to our players.
0: I agree. Um, You've helped a lot of coaches with your Princeton. um, in particularly, I'm sure you've had some switch from the dribble drive philosophy to Princeton. Um, What are some of the misnomers or misbeliefs that people still say about the princeton
1: <laughs> i i think the, i think the biggest one it kind of depends on on the age of the coach so uh when i started learning uh the princeton offense i was watching the 90s princeton teams the early 2000s air force teams and most coach and and, and the and most of your those coaches who are watching and trying to learn from those groups they, they have this idea that it's a slow down offense um, now, if you're growing, if 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 coaches are now getting their first experience with Princeton, with um, Richmond or San Francisco or, or even John Thompson III's Georgetown teams, you can really see how up tempo uh, it can be run, or, or even Herb Sendek's NC State teams. When Herb Sendek was at NC State, um, I think I think when they started running it, that was the first time you heard the the term uh, Princeton on steroids. Um, but I think the biggest misnomer is it's slow down offense. Um, what i like about it is i think it's more flexible than, than it gets credit for you can run it deliberately if you need to slow down the tempo to be competitive in that game or you can speed it up if you have the advantage um, with your with your players whether you are more skillful or more uh, athletic you can speed the offense up just the same um and I, I think that's one of the things that some coaches still get hung up on so i've had a lot of coaches say that i never wanted to run the offense because i didn't want to slow i didn't want to slow the game down and um, I, I think that's the biggest one.
0: Are you seeing that it's being ran more now at like the high school level or is it – or or even the youth level? Is is, is it catching – because it's it's considered complex. So how much do you think it's really being ran at the junior high-ish
1: level? Is it – I think it's – overall, um, It it's run the best at the collegiate. Level, um, I, I think it's excellent for the high school level. I think it's excellent for for the girls game uh, and women's game, as we've just seen Stanford, uh, their women's team win the national championship with it. So I think that sparked a lot of interest. Um, when I first started running it as a head coach um, uh, with a boys program in 07-08, um, I was one of two teams in the general central Ohio area running it. Um, so it wasn't very popular. Then I actually got a lot of slack from, from parents and, and like, what, what is this stuff? What's all this passing and cutting that we're doing. And uh, it was definitely different. But but now I think it's picking up a lot of steam. A lot of coaches are, are starting to learn that, you know, and my philosophy is I know we are never going to have the best players, the best athletes, the best skill players. Um, so we need a different way to compete with teams that are better than us. And that's exactly what Princeton was designed to do. Um, now, when you have those players, it's it's easier to. Um, now, I mean, you can you can adjust it, but when you have the players and you're running the offense, now you know who wants to play. Um, I, I think a lot of coaches who are asking to play to run it at the youth level, um, the middle school level, and the youth level, I think it gets a little bit more difficult because there's it relies on more passing and cutting, and I think at the youth levels, it's a little bit more difficult to to gather put all of that passing and cutting together. Cause it is, it can be a more complex offensive. You probably pulled a bunch of coaches. They would probably tell you that Princeton is the most complicated Princeton or triangle, one of those two. Um, so at the middle school level, I actually like dribble drive with our middle school because it's easier for them just to put the ball on the floor and, and drive a gap and then pass it to a kid that's open. Let that kid drive a gap, pass it to a kid that's open. And I think that's a little easier for our youth uh, programs to uh, a little bit easier concept for them to grasp. So I, I I like dribble drive at my youth levels, and I'll still teach, and we'll run chin, or we'll run some other philosophical things that we, we do with our Princeton with our youth levels. But I, I like dribble drive at my youth levels, a hundred percent, and then then um, a sprinkle some Princeton with them.
0: I mean, I'm a student of the game, you know that. I study a lot of styles. I I, I like the Princeton. Um, it just seems like. There's that two of the two of the series or the components of the princeton have kind of taken a, a back seat um, everybody seems to be a point a mm-hmm. point yep. and a five out yep. um, you're very rarely seeing pure chin anymore and and the low post game um, why do you think is that because of the nature of everybody wanting to play perimeter oriented stretch the floor is that why chin and low is kind of I don't, I don't want to say extinct, but it's not being ran that much. I mean, Gino or Emma runs some chin, chin sets um, and people run them, but they're not running the full like chin continuity, turn the ball from side to side as much as teams used to.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think the way the game is trending, it's definitely leaning guard oriented. You see that at the NBA, the collegiate level um, and, and definitely at the high school level. And I think that I think, Think and you hear this debate a lot. It's teaching low post play is is becoming a lost art. So one of the one of the things that we do is we don't we not only teach our uh, traditional bigs to to play in the post uh, when you have traditional bigs, but we also teach all of our guards to score in the post. So I love, and and we actually will post up out of every series, whether it's low post, chin point, or open, which are the four core sets and series of the Princeton offense. Those are the core four. If you're looking for one, those are the core four you go to. Um, but I, d- I definitely think a lot of coaches, uh, read and react is really, po- is very popular. Um, and read and react and the Princeton's open series are, can be similar. Um, whereas I, I think Princeton's open five out is more structured. And I think read and react has a lot more options. Hey, you can go left or right where when you're running um, Princeton, you, you pretty much say, if you, if you go this way, we're always going left. If you go this way, we're always going right. There's always, there's a little bit more structure there. Um, but but I think the game just kind of leaning in the last 10, 15 years of being more guard-oriented, the, the, your post players are wanting to play on the perimeter, which I think is a good thing. Um, so I, I think that's why it's trending to coaches wanting to run more of the point series, more of the five-out open series. Um, but I still, it, depend, and depending on your personnel, I, I, I think, and this is another problem problem you have with Princeton worth anything. We see some, we see someone be very successful running a specific type of offense. So we see Stanford's women running Princeton and a a lot of coaches are now wanting to run the point series. Uh, And if you have the person, if you're more guard heavy and you have to have a five man who is a good decision maker, good passer, good decision maker, I think the point series is excellent to run, but I think you have to match it with the personnel that you have. If you have a traditional big, that's your number one option. I think you gotta run low post first um and then but if you've got a, a good balance of bigs and guards that's where it can kind of get fun mixing dribble drive and princeton together where we can run uh dribble drive out of transition get our guards involved then we can boom get pop right into low po- the couple of specific actions pop right into our low post stuff and now we can start feeding our big or you can do it vice versa it's really cool
0: do you think i mean you're in a state that doesn't have a shot clock correct
1: no no shot clock in ohio I think it so I think it's been, the state has been approved federally. Has I don't follow up on that stuff as much. Um oh, and if, NFHS but, made uh, it
0: uh, made, yeah. The NFHS made a decision to approve it, but it has to be adopted by each state. Each state has to, the permission to do it yes or no. Um, but that being said, you got the NBA, you got college basketball that we've alluded to that have shot clocks. So they have to get up shots. So maybe that's part of the chin not um, being prevalent, but at the high school level, do you think chin is great because you can make the defenses pay without a shot clock and keep oh, turning it over and turning yeah, it yeah, over?
1: Definitely, and you can again, you can run and there's no one way. You know, you can't put the Princeton offense in a box, and that's what that's what coaches usually do. You don't have to run the offense one way. You don't have to run chin the two pass reversal shuffle cut drift cut and then and then go that's the traditional way that's actually the way i like the most um but if if you have a team where you are the underdog and you need to slow the game down you can run chin is a great con it's and i think one of the reasons why coaches aren't running it as much is because it's the one who's been that's been used the most it's almost like i think coaches feel like everyone runs chin all the defenses know what chin is and it's kind of funny because I had one of my players, when I became a head coach, we ran all the other offense first, and we would always finish possessions with chin because we knew everyone, all the defenses, know what chin is, back screen, drift screen, back screen, drift screen. But once we got them uh, guarding us and uh, running all of our other different cuts, then we, we came back and got in the chin. Defense You know, forgot what, we're, what they're doing. They're just trying to react now. And that's when we would get stuff open with chin. But I, I think it's great as a continuity offense, especially at the high school level, because you can run it over and over and over again without a shot clock. But you, there's, some, there's some tweaks and some changes you can make to Chen where you can run it more up-tempo. And even if you're, if you're competing with a shot clock or not, um, you, can, you can be more attack-oriented. You can be more drive-oriented in the Princeton offense, or you can be more pass and cut and let the, let the screening do the actions. You can be more, um, if your planning team is pressuring, you can be more uh, uh, aggressive towards looking for backdoors. There's all kinds of adjustments you can make with, with the Chen series. Um, but, but I, I think uh, one of the reasons why it's not run as much, not so much the shot clock, I just think that's the one that's been popularized so much. Um, I think coaches are trying to go away from it. That's why everyone else is zigging. That's why I kinda like, no, let's, let's start running some chin again and kind of bring it back and, and zag a little bit. So,
0: yeah, I think most people do not like continuities. I mean, it's underneath. If you had to pick anything in the family, uh, Princeton stuff, that's the one, uh, continuity and kind of supposedly rigid um where why people probably went with that at first yeah. the older the yeah, older and, generation
1: yeah and and like i said it can be rigid and this goes with the whole offense it can be rigid when you need it to be rigid or it can be it can be uh more free-flowing more, uh, more, more organic when you or more uh, more up tempo when you need it to be or when when it can be up tempo so um, so you, you can run it in the whole Princeton offense when you run it as a package, when, when you're combining the low, the low series and the chin series, or the point series and the open series, when you take two series and combine them, it, it really is one long it's, it's still a continuity offense, but it just has a, a, it has a, um, a chin over here and an open over here or five out over here, and you're just co- combining them. So one, the way that you teach it to your players is they no, you can run chin as a continuity. You can actually run open point and low post as a continuity within itself and not have any of the others. Um, there are ways to do that, but chins has been the, the one that everyone does. But even if you're running all four of them, it's still a continuity offense. It just, you just flow from one set, one action to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, depending on what the defense uh, either takes away or does not take away.
0: Well, as you know, I have a course on the dribble drive and I have have yeah. the, a couple of Facebook groups where we talk it. And yesterday I put up in one of the groups, cause I knew we were going to be doing this podcast where I, I, I double, I, I put off. a Princeton versus, yeah. I put a Princeton versus dribble drive in there. Yeah. And some people just cart plunched. Yeah. I mean, it's Facebook, it's yeah. social media. People are going to put whatever to get in reaction. Right. But they put Princeton. Most definitely. Other people put dribble drive. Most definitely. Um, my question to you is, where I got people saying, "Hey, I I did run Princeton, or I did the other one that's popular, like you mentioned, yep. I did run read and react," yep. Yep. and they're like, the only issues we had with that was it, basic they felt that it made their players more pass oriented, yeah, instead of attack the rim oriented, mm-hmm. and then I think vice versa, the people that leave the dribble drive thing are are we need more passing concepts and we need more things and more things because not all my players can put the ball on the deck. What are the, what are the things that you've, is that some of the same things that you've heard?
1: Yeah, I I think a lot of the the arguments for each offense. When I hear the same thing about reading, react to drive and Princeton is coaches will start saying, well, you know, the pack line is becoming um, more and more popular probably because Virginia uh, won the national championship a couple years ago. And, and um, so a lot of coaches are saying that, you know, they're really taking away the gaps. So the read and react, the passing and the cutting, the passing and the cutting, if we're not trying to drive those gaps and sink that defense, it's hard, you know, it's, it's almost kind of like we're, we're um, reverting to a three point or a jump shooting team, or, or if you're running a dribble drive, Hey, every time you drive and pitch, drive and pitch, there's someone waiting for you, there in the split. And, and it just turns into a, you know, they're forcing you to shoot threes or even, even with Princeton, um, so I, I think that's I think that's one of the um, the concerns coaches have, and they keep asking, well, how do you run Princeton against a pack line? Well, one of the things we try to do with any offense doesn't matter what it is, is you have to move the defense. Okay, if, if they're running a pack line, you've got you have to be able to pull them out of the pack towards the three point line. Now, once you have them leaning towards you, boom, that's when we attack the rim again. Okay, or when we drive and kick it. Now we've got shuffled all the defense to the right side of the floor. Okay, and once they're all on the right, boom, we're going to drive left. Okay, and now we're taking them, we're driving, we're, we're taking them left, and we're driving towards the rim, we're taking the defense down towards the rim, now we're, we're packing the defense in, boom, then we kick it out. And now we're trying to suck the defense, it's this, it's this whole, um, how do you shift and move the defense? Like the swing offense was always famous for, you know, swing it to the left, get the defense going left so we can go right, get the defense going right so we can attack left. Um, Princeton, we try to move them left, right, and vertically towards the rim, away from the rim. Um, so then a lot of coaches, you'll hear this one a lot, uh, as, as well as, is that is, you know, we don't have shooters, so you can't run dribble drive. If you don't have shooters, you can't run Princeton. If you don't have shooters, you know, if you don't have shooters, they're going to pack it in. You can't run flex. You can't run anything. Um, so, you know, we're, we're ultimately we're in the game, um, of developing skills within our players. You know, we're only going to be as good. Um, and I, I wouldn't say this, I, I kind of think this halfway. like, you know, players are going to take you as far as they can take you. I think the offensive strategy can take you a little bit further, but ultimately we have to develop shooters. We have to develop ball hammers. If you don't have that, you have to develop that uh, in your youth program as they're coming up. Of course, you know, I would say, you know, most high schools we can't recruit and get the kind of players we want. Um, I mean, there's, there's ways to, if you have an exciting program, players will move into your program to be part of what you're doing, but you've got to build that excitement. But um, I, I definitely think that, that you have to find a way if you don't have shooters or if teams are running pack pack lines against you or if teams are running zone against you how do you pull them out of that how do you pull how do you move the defense? the defense wants to do something and you want to do something else they want to force you into something and you want to force them to something else you know and and i think the ball movement the passing movement i think you have to have a, a good balance of passing cutting and driving um you know within the offense and then you're going to you know, see what you're going to get out of that, but you have to be able to shift the defense left, right, forward, back, um, to to get them out of that. You have to, if you, I, I think the best offenses have the respect of the defenses because now we can get we can kind of manipulate you and in, uh, in ways that are going to help us out with with our strategy. So that's kind of long winded, but I, I hope that hope that kind of made sense. So. But. We're
0: used to we're used to that. We're used to your YouTube uh trainings and and yeah. stuff. But it's all been good stuff. I've I've enjoyed all those. Um the biggest one I always hear and it's kind of Princeton is for high basketball IQ non-athletic type teams yeah. and what is dribble drive for? The athletic um AAU type um street ball i I, i've dubbed it sometimes as organized street ball um but it's more than that we know that it's not just roll the ball out and play because um but it's way more than that um what are what is that which why is why is princeton is it because princeton ran it is that
1: yeah it's it's and i i hate those stereotypes but yeah print when, when you grew up watching when i grew up watching princeton it was it was this this Ivy League school who did not have the same type of athletic players that they were trying to compete with um, on their outside of the Ivy League and, and the NCAA tournament. That was their goal. Is We can't out recruit all these other schools. We don't have um, uh, we don't have scholarship. We don't have athletic scholarships. We have um, high academic standards. We can't recruit the kind of players that that uh, Georgetown can recruit and NC State can re- and Duke and UNC. And we don't have that. So they had to. That's why they develop uh, Pete crow developed this style of play because we have to find a way to compete with these guys. Um, and, and again, a stereotype, I mean, I, I think, uh, um, you know, Calipari and Kentucky and, and, you know, kind of made that dribble drive famous where if you have players that, that are great attacking the rim and athletes in particular, um, you know, that's, I, I think that's where those stereotypes come in, but um, for the coaches who are stuck on the stereotype of slowing of Princeton being a slow down high Q offense, you know, have you ever, have you seen John Thompson third's Georgetown teams playing? Are you watching Richmond's um, Princeton teams playing? Are you watching, or did you see uh, Herb Sendex and state teams run Princeton? Um, and, and I really fight against that, that high IQ thing, because um, you have to have good basketball players in anything you run. Um, but I think with the IQ, I, I, I think one of the things we do as coaches is we'll put in an offense and if it doesn't work, We'll blame the players don't have an IQ. They're not not smart enough basketball players to run that. They're not Ivy League players, so they can't run Princeton. And I, I fight against that a lot because I've had a lot of players who were not high IQ players but could execute our Princeton offense very, very well. And I think the way that we overcome that is through repetition. I am a huge repetition guy. Um, I, I think you can teach anyone to do anything, but you have to have two things. You have to get enough good repetition, focus on repetition, and then points of emphasis. So what are you going to rep? And what are you going to emphasize? And I think if you do a good job of those two things together, I, I don't think you need high IQ basketball players to, to run Princeton. Um, and, and, and same thing, if you have high IQ, I think high IQ basketball players or your, your so-called high IQ basketball players can run a dribble if they can still you know, drive and kick. I think they can run a dribble drive and be successful with it. Um, but I, I think it depends on your personnel and who is on your schedule. What, what's the bulk of the teams and styles on your schedule, and what do you need to do to compete and win? don't well, know how I feel about that.
0: You you mentioned Herm Sendek with Princeton on steroids. I actually heard it heard John Calipari, who you mentioned, say, dribble drive motion is Princeton. On steroids. Uh. And if you look at some of the things where you, where if you get to the drop zone area, your low post now becomes to the high post, the elbow, you have a guy cutting and backdoor. So you have backdoor elements. You have uh, passing the ball to him and using that player as a, as a give and go pass back to people. And so, I mean, there's so many offenses in the world that blend aspects of other offenses. So, I mean, the triangle offense kind of took the old, uh, or like the Johnny Orr yeah. high post spread offense with the pinch post. So those, those correlate with each other. Um, so do you think that there can be, uh, uh, happy marriage? I mean, I, I did my course and, and we'll talk more on this in a bit, but, um, I dubbed it since call Perry, dubbed it DDM. Uh-huh. I I've, I've dubbed, cause I run a little bit of dribble drive in Princeton meshed. So like a hybrid, I guess where I've taken like the point series and Mm -hmm. say, okay, we're going to run point over or point away um, point down the middle. And then it just flows into dribble drive. We're not doing the, the elbow screen where the players are coming up and flowing back into Princeton. We're just, after we make those ball screen reads, we're into DDM. We're not, we're not, going into another phase Uh, so i kind of dubbed it princeton drive motion pdf i
1: I like that a lot we'll we'll get back to that in a little bit but um, i I really liked that i was like oh that's kind of cool because that's that's kind of what we did it's kind of what we did too but but we did it the other way where we focused on princeton was our core and then dribble drive was our um was our auxiliary i wouldn't say auxiliary but it was it didn't take us long um to i I think the dribble drive you can put the dribble drive in in a couple days there's not i mean i mean you can put the core stuff in without all of the wrinkles and all this extra stuff you can get through the core stuff and and probably a couple of days three three or four days of practice and have a good feel for it um but it's you and you, and you can do it again different ways so you were running your princeton stuff and then finishing in dribble drive where i was starting in um in the dribble drive finishing in princeton because and I, again i think it's a personnel decision um and i think and, and i think you can you can actually do it both ways. You don't have to choose one or the other to run first or second. It can kind of be maybe, hey, we've got a we've got our post player that we don't want to handle the ball in the low post. So let's run dribble drive first. Hey, when we when we sub back in our starting post player who's good ball side low post, hey, let's run our Princeton first. And then when nothing gets out of that, okay, let's pop back into our dribble drive, see so if we can get a drive and kick that X five that to step up and let's dump it down or you know, whatever we're trying to do. Um but, but it, it actually flows very well. You can get into different actions, um, specific strategic actions, whether or not you run chin, point, uh, the low post series. If you run uh, what, what I call Princeton's open, your five out. Uh, if you run Princeton version of that, you can get in the dribble drive out of any single one of those and do it pretty seamlessly. Um, so you can be um, you know, kind of specific and, and strategic in the way you want to use Princeton strategically they try to get the defense um, to move a certain way so you can attack. And then when that breaks down or when you use that to break down the defense a certain way, boom, now let's drive, kick, drive, kick, drive, kick. Maybe use the Princeton to pull the defense away from the basket. So then when you get into that driving, kicking, and when you transition into dribble drive, now they're away from the rim. But now we can split a gap and maybe maybe get that secondary defender to step up and help us we can dump it down or kick it out on the weak side and then and then keep playing. So it, there's there's so many cool ways to do it. Um, like I said, I did a dribble drive into Princeton. You did a Princeton in the dribble drive. Yeah, so yeah, I've never. There's a really there's a really neat marriage there that that um, that I've only dabbled with in the, in the in the two years where I had the players. I had the players to do it. So said, let's let's do it. And um, i had never seen anyone else do it at, at the time before. But but um, I I I think it's the way that you can install it. Is the same way you can install Princeton, and it's just a really—I think it's a really good marriage. And if you have those players where you want to have a good balance of structure and freedom, or if you have a good balance of players who um, role players who need a little bit more structure, but you have some really good players who need to be able to drive and kick and play a little bit. I, I think it's a really good blend of offenses that that you can run together.
0: That's interesting because I've never—I know people that have done it the way I do it. Yeah, dribble drive. Yeah. Or or Princeton into dribble drive, but I've yeah. have not seen anyone's kind yeah. of switch it from dribble yeah. drive to Princeton. Um I know, of, out, I know a
1: couple of I know a couple California. of California and I'm in Ohio we will call your version the West Coast version and my mine will be the well, East Coast version.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know of I know of a coach that let me think about this here. On a missed shot, yeah, they're 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 trying to get in transition and they're flown in the in the dribble drive. On a made, if the opponents make a shot they're running like a princeton action
1: mm-hmm.
0: that flows into
1: yeah and, and that actually works well because if the shot if, if the if uh, your opponent scores mm-hmm. their defense is going to get back quicker so let's come yeah. up with something structured yeah and if you get the re and if you get that and i like that because if you get the rebound defense is not set boom let's fly it up and let's get to the corners and let's stretch them out before the defense has a time to get set and get into our dribble drive first. So that's a really, I really like that way. We didn't do it that way, but, um, but I, I really like that way. And, and sometimes our, our players would kind of do that. Now I never had to tell them that, but if they were walking the ball up the floor, sometimes we would say, Hey, you know, defense is set. Then let's just run low post chin point, whatever we're running. And sometimes they're like, you know, Hey, I think we still got some gaps here. And they're like, Hey, let's just go ahead and, and runs run some on the dribble drive first. So, but I, I definitely like that um, that that tactic of, of how you get into and, how you choose which yeah. to start with. And if you can do both, if you can do both, you know you're you're running an offense now that flows together. It doesn't matter if you start with your Princeton or start with your dribble drive. You can finish with start with both or finish with both.
0: It's really cool. Yeah, I've, just, I've seen them. I've seen them like on a traditional kick up. Yeah, where the player couldn't turn the corner, so they dribbled up. Yeah. And they turn that into like a chin drift. Mm-hmm. So now the post player yeah. would actually come up on that pass and set like a flare screen. So, yeah. so they were combining. It was, it's, it's unique. It, um, Cedarville. Um, yeah. I mean, you're probably familiar with them oh, um, they're
1: around here. Yeah. yeah. Cedarville
0: women's team. They're they're now um, the woman's coach is now the, the left there and got a D1 job at Wright State.
1: Okay. Very cool. So very cool.
0: something for you to, look yeah, at it that's it's kind of funny because
1: I, I think another, i think another buddy of mine was telling me he's like hey yeah my buddy just got this job at cedarville you might want to go down and call him because you're in the area so but yeah and it's kind of cool because we would run uh, the way we would start dribbling we would do it two ways if we, we could we could either um, run straight to the corner and drive that gap and start it or sometimes if we were in tr- i love passing the ball up the floor because it gets up the floor faster so we would actually throw. We would enter the ball to the wing, and we would drive baseline right away out of it. It's kind of a little bit, little bit of a different way to start it. And if we didn't have anything, we would back dribble and we would, you know, cut in front of them, do a little circle, cut in front of them to the corner, and then we would get right back into our uh, uh, core dribble drive action. But th- that's some stuff that we're going to definitely be talking about um, uh, next week, I think.
0: Well, let let. I mean, so. You're the Princeton. I'm kind of the dribble drive, but we've we've we've, we've kind of settled here that we like both, um, and we think that there's a happy marriage. Sure. And if I, I you think
1: personnel—if it's, if it's the right personnel for you, absolutely.
0: And I think a lot of coaches are trying to blend them and, and using aspects of both, like myself and you. Um, so uh, next Tuesday, uh, do you want to tell people about what we might be, what we're going to be doing next Tuesday night?
1: Yeah. And, um, I don't think we settled on time yet, but we are going to actually do a kind of like a, about a, about a 60 minute training. We're actually going to get on the board raise the cameras up so we can actually go through some X's and O's, um, and and show you some of the way as much as we can in an hour, um, of, I'm going to show you how I got from my, my version of dribble drive into the way that I ran Princeton. And I think we're going to talk about the way that you ran your Princeton and how you've got back in your dribble drive. And we're going to do that in a webinar, um, Kind of, kind of basically showing you how you can seamlessly blend Princeton and the dribble drive offense for the perfect balance of structure and freedom for your players without sacrificing uh, any kind of flow or continuity in your offense. So your, your players don't have to, st- this is one of my biggest pet peeves is this is why I don't like set play offenses. I, 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 I like, I don't mind set plays, but I like, I don't like set play offenses because once something breaks down point guards to look to coach coach, what do you want to run? Coach calls out to play. The player player point guard calls out to play the players. Everyone has to run to a different spot, get set up again. Um, so I like the flow of dribble drive, I love the flow of Princeton. I love how it can just keep seamlessly going, and the players don't have to rely on the coach on the sideline to tell them what to do. Because I've always thought player led teams are better than coach coach led teams uh, on the floor because they're the decision makers. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll email out sometimes uh, once we have that all set up, but um, we're gonna send them coach to Princeton. DriveMotion.com or www.princetondrivemotion.com, and uh, so that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I, I really like that you coined that. I, I think that was really cool, and I think it was perfect for what we're uh, doing. So.
0: I didn't do it alphabetical order, so <laughs> we 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 gave we gave the Princeton guys a little bit more love. We put the Princeton before the drive. So, uh, but I, I love I love the both the offenses. And that's before awesome. we wrap it up here, me personally. One of the things I may want to ask you on this is, I never went fully Princeton because I never felt that I had a good enough decision maker to come a a, a a hub. My my opinion, the offense is great when you have that high post player that is can can basically he's the hub. He he's your Draymond Green type of type of kid. Um, is that a is that a fallacy or is that kind of valid?
1: Well, um, I, I think it's kind of a fallacy because if you have a player who you, if you have a five man who you do not want to touch the ball, you can run the Princeton offense and, and utilize them as a screener. And many, many you can run the low post series and, and not throw the ball to your low post and still run actions out of that. You can obviously run chin where the five man's not relied on touching the ball. Um, and as that, and, and here's the, the cool thing is as, cause again, we're developing players. So as that player gets better, um, throughout the season, maybe we can throw in our five out or open series, throw the ball to five and, and we're not asking. It's not like we're asking the five man to, um, take three dribbles, crossover, you know, throw back door, you know, or, you know, drive and put them in a drive and kick situation where they're not good. But if we can teach them to jab, right, take one dribble left and throw a back door pass or give a handoff and set a ball screen. You know, I, I think we can develop the players into good decision makers, but, and that comes through repetition and emphasis. Um, and, and, when, when I teach, uh, when I'm working with coaches, when I'm working with players in the Princeton offense, this, this is the two biggest things, um, that we rep. So it, it really, to me, it, it almost relies more on the coach. If running Princeton is right for you, because you have to be more detail oriented. I'm a detail oriented. That's why we call our thing hoops and detail, um, I think you have to be a little bit more detail oriented to um, run the more structure. And that's just kind of a personality thing. And I think a lot of the coaches who run dribble drive might be a little bit, you know, and this is getting those stereotypes, a little less detail oriented, just roll the ball out there, let those kids play. Um, But I think, I think dribble drive gives you enough structure to where you and and Princeton obviously gives you enough structure um, to where you're running good offense and you're giving your players enough freedom, but you're not, know, devolving into an open gym type atmosphere on the court, which I don't think any of us like at all. So, but I, I think you can run the offense with any type of players. I just think you have to adjust the offense to the players you have. Um, and, and that way, cause I, I, did, I never liked the idea of every year, we graduate three, four, five seniors. We've got younger kids coming in. Now let's scrap everything and put in an entire new offense. And then when they graduate, we scrap everything, put in a new offense that fits those players I was like, I, I like the Prince. Can, can, can we make some adjustments with the Princeton? Let's run less point now that we don't have as many ball handlers. Let's run more chin. Or let's run more low post now because we have a big, and last year we didn't have one. So um, I, I, think, I think you can adjust your dribble drive. If you don't have kids that are really good at driving, maybe you can shorten up some of the, some of the, the driving actions and, uh, and do a little bit more back cutting to where you can shift that defense in a way to get the next kid open. And there's all kinds of adjustments you can make to the style that you want to play. Um, But but like you said, there's a lot of coaches got one foot in the Princeton pool and one foot in the, uh, in the dribble drive pool. And and and, and blending those together have always kind of been the the question that's kind of flying on the internet right now.
0: I would be willing to bet the majority of our audiences are high school coaches. And if they're running dribble drive or they're running Princeton, they're hardly ever going to have the exact perfect personnel to run it per se, what you really want. So that's why people, I think, like you were saying, go, I got to go find a new offense or I got to go find this. You just make tweaks. Um, There's variations I've ran, like you said, off the dribble drive, where I've had to play a kid because he was a great rebounder and a defender, but he couldn't score Mm -hmm. or play offense as some people would play like if he was dead in a Western. He couldn't score. So when we dribbled at you, you automatically were a back cut guy, and the only time you could score on that was catch it and make a layup. You yeah. weren't coming up to get the ball. You couldn't dribble. All yeah. you were just out there to play defense for us.
1: And, and, and I, I remember watching. I was watching. Uh, this had been. A, this has been a long time ago when I was watching Mike and Mike, and, and they had Bob Knight on, and and, and Coach Knight would tell uh Golick like, Golick, I would not throw you the ball unless you were underneath the rim, and there wasn't anyone. Five feet near you—that's the only point in time I would ever throw you the ball. And, and sometimes we have those kind of players, and, uh, and and but you need to. But even though we have those kind of players, we have to figure out how do you put your role players in positions to be successful. Yeah. Um, and uh, and like you said, if, if you're running Princeton, you have a five man that you don't want to touch the ball. It doesn't mean you have to abandon Princeton. Let's just um, adjust our offense. Let's just run low post, but don't throw it down. There. let's look at these other actions that you can do, or let's run chin where they're not where they're setting back screens and drift screens and, and ball screens and rolling to the rim where maybe their guy helps. Maybe I can drop the ball down to them without a defense around him where they can pick it up and just, you know, just catch and score. Um, and then develop our players to um, as they improve, then we can start giving them more responsibility. And I, I think that's what, I think that's what we're trying to do. And, and um, whether you're uh, at the time of this recording this Tuesday, is it Tuesday, Tuesday, the 31st, we're going to be doing this live but if you're, if you're watching this past this time, you can still go to princetondrivemotion.com and um, you should, you should still be able to see the replay of that. Hopefully um, um, once the replay is available. So, um, but I, I, am really excited to, um, cause you and I, we, we've talked about this, but we haven't done X's and O's on the board yet. Yeah. So I'm really. I'm really excited about, <laughs> uh, about doing this, this hour together where we can actually, no, 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 no coach. Don't move that guy there. Move him here. And, what do you think about that? And really, kind of bounce your oh, ideas off. Yeah, of that. you're, you're uh,
0: the you're the you're the board guy, and I'll probably be using my animated software that people have seen where I draw up yeah. the plays. So you got that nice board. Uh, yeah. my, mine's mine's probably ordered by hoops in detail. It's just not here yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm a little I'm a little more old school. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I've got a good blend of old school and new school. I, I love tech. I'm not always great at it, but um, but I, I thought that was uh, that, that made that made. Uh, working with coaches online a little bit easier for me. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I look forward to, you got your audience. I have my audience. We'll blend yep. them together. And, uh, and I know, I know there's some carryover. I know, I know, you know yep. that too. We, we, we can name, we can name the guys that are just junkies that, that come to all of our stuff. So, um, um, but I look forward to next, uh, Tuesday night with you and, and thank you for coming on the, the podcast and, and, and discussing the, the Princeton dribble drive, uh, Verses there. Um, wasn't what you guys probably thought we weren't going to, we weren't slamming each other there. Um, there's, there's enough on both of them for oh, you yeah, guys yeah. to take pieces. So
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. You go to, go to Princeton drive motion.com. It's we're, we're going live Tuesday, August 31st. And if, uh, um, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, or if you listen to podcasts uh, past that date, um, go sign up anyway and see if the replay is available. And if it's not, once you sign up, as soon as the replay is available, we'll send that to you. You can uh, go back and, and and watch this uh 60 minute training. So it'll be it's gonna be cool. I'm excited.
0: Uh for the guys that don't know you online, Coach. Uh the name of your Facebook group if anybody wanted to join it.
1: Um I, I've got if if you're I've got two, but I'll just give you the Princeton one. It's it's uh um the Princeton offense mastermind. If you look that up, it's it's the uh, as far as I know, it, it, there's there's quite a few members in there. So um, that's that's where we have strictly Princeton conversations to the most part. So um, it, there's I think we're there's 2,200, 2,300, 2,400 uh, Princeton coaches in there. So um, it's, it's it's kind of a fun group once once conversations to be going. And now that we're kind of out of the dead period of August and we're kind of moving into September, coaches are back in school and conversations are starting to pick back up again. It's uh it's uh it's a fun one. So that's where I'm at.
0: And and mine purely for dribble drive. Everybody is dribble drive motion hoop talk. Uh, I have about the same amount of numbers as Coach has, so um, yeah. I'm at, I'm right around 2,300. I think it I, is. I, I
1: like those. I don't. Sometimes those bigger groups that kind of get lost in the shuffle. So right now it's still kind of small and intimate, and and, and uh, see a lot of the same faces popping up in there. And if you guys pop in there, say hi. Yeah,
0: I know. Coach is in mine. I'm in his. Um, um, so we kind of give each other jokes. We we'll, we'll, we'll put DDM or Princeton, and he'll put a little emoji with a strong arm and, and, <laughs> and, it's all, it's all good. It's all good fun. So we'll see you guys on Tuesday night. Again, uh, www.princetondrivemotion.com. Um, if you can, if you can't see us live, you can catch the replay. So thank you guys for tuning in to the basketpedia podcast and we'll see you on the next episode. For having me, coach. Thank you, coach. Hey coach, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Basketpedia Podcast brought to you by System Basketball. I really enjoyed this podcast with Coach John Wheeler as we discussed the dribble drive motion offense versus Princeton offense. We are looking forward to you joining us on August 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern time as we're going to show you how we blend the Princeton and the dribble drive. You can register for this event at www www.princetondrivemotion.com. If you're not able to make it live on Tuesday, then you can still head on over to www.princetondrivemotion.com to catch the replay. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.